Set yourself a New Year goal, they said. It'll be fun. <sighs> Perhaps swimming in the Irish Sea wasn't such a good idea. Set a more achievable goal, like taking control of your finances with personalised money insights in the Bank of Ireland app. It'll help keep track of your spending, like changes to bills, or you might have too many subscriptions. See your tailored money insights, because your financial well-being is our priority. Bank of Ireland. Begin. Bank of Ireland is regulated by the Central Bank of Ireland. Terms and conditions apply. Great. There goes my towel. The Left Wing, brought to you by Bank of Ireland, a proud sponsor of Irish Rugby. Never stop competing. Hello and welcome to the Left Wing Independent.ie's Rugby Podcast. I'm Will Slattery and today myself and Luke were joined by former Ireland scrum half Owen Redden to have a chat about whether the Pro 14 gets the credit it deserves as a league. I started off by asking Owen about comments he made on Off the Ball two weeks ago where he took exception to people questioning whether the Leinster and Munster rivalry still means as much to the players in today's game. Well, it was more to do with, it was more an answer to... to few questions or a few comments that the game didn't mean anything last week which one or two reporters think um in fairness the more i read in the media the majority realized how big a game it was and i was only just probably referring to points to, to seasons where it, you know you you tried so hard in that game you might have been physically beaten not going into the next game um certainly um i would have definitely had had that kind of a, a situation where the game had just been so intense against monster that i would have been physically um, you know, carrying a knock into the next week or something. But in reality, like you know, it's a great game to have before before the game. Like my my comment was purely in response to, to to people trying to talk the game down. You know. Yeah. I, I, while we have you here, actually, I wanted to also ask you a bit about something you said on the radio last week. You were talking talking about the Pro 14 in general, and um, the kind of way the view the league, the way people view the league, and maybe you think that it doesn't get the credit it deserves from some people in the media. Yeah, I think, you know, you just, you, I suppose we've got four teams in Ireland and, and they receive a lot of coverage from the press and, and there has to be news about a team, whether they played well or not. Whereas if you look at England, I suppose there's 12 teams and there's plenty of fixtures in that league that wouldn't, you know, live up to anything remotely like what you'd see in the Pro 14. But the negative commentary probably doesn't get um, aired as much because there's probably not enough volume, volume inches for it. Whereas in Ireland, we've got to, we've got that much coverage, um, you know, and I, and I find people don't really defend the league very much, don't stand up for the league. I mean, last week, I think, you know, on the show I was on, people were telling me that, you know, the that the the players were saying that this monster game, this Leinster game, was was not really a big game, for example. And to my mind, that's either them playing the game down because they don't want the opposition to know how much they care about the game, which is fine as a reporter, you can just report on that. Or B, if they're actually being genuine, you know how a reporter can sit there and and just commentate that and not actually challenge them about something that is key to that reporter's livelihood, for example, that um, you know they're having a, a pop off a game or trying to take away from a game that's been absolutely um, key to you know, Irish rugby for since rugby began in Ireland um, and that rivalry and how big it is. And I just don't understand how how um, someone could let that happen without um you know standing up for what they believe in in terms of how important that game is to people you know and i think um 
And I think Peter Manley was probably responding in the same rhetoric that, you know, I don't know where it, where it comes from. I think it's lazy journalism um, from the one or two that do it. Um, you know, who, you know, you, you kind of have to, you've got to be quite a, a, a confident person to stand out and, and uh, acknowledge something that's been good. Sometimes it's easy to say I'm better than that by, by criticising players, by criticising preparation, or by criticising Razzie Erasmus for how he's, you know, um, man, managed his transition. You know, last week they were on the show I was on, they were criticising um, Razzie for, you know, they were saying there was no way that he'd left for being involved, he was going to be involved in the process and he wouldn't let Van Graham sign for Munster. And, you know, just, just um, you know, making things out of nothing. And then a week later, you know, you see that you, you can trust someone like Razzie, who I think has been, you know, his, his um, you know, he's behaved so well in terms of being being good to Munster throughout this process. Yes, he left and yes, he probably put the team first by not, you know, telling every reporter everything they needed to hear all the time. But as a player, you'd want that from your coach. You'd want him to worry about you, your, your group as opposed to his um, respect in the press room, you know. So I think he's he's um, had a long uh, a lifelong ambition to coach at Africa. He's got that opportunity. He's going home to do it. He's agreed to stay on until a successor has been signed. And he's now, you know, been coaching Munster, not involved in the process, but while, um, you know, somebody of very high regard has now filtered through from the team he's joining into Munster. And I think, you know, hats off to the guy in terms of helping Munster manage that process. And I think, you know, that would just be another example of, you know, criticising a guy needlessly or criticising the league needlessly. When we've a lot to be proud of in Ireland, a lot to be proud of our teams about how they, how they um, deliver every week. Um, you know, and I think we should probably take more pride in it and stand up for them a bit more. Yeah, how do you find, like, Reds are, like, when you look at that stuff, like, how do you find, like, being outside the setup and looking at things like that? Do you do you take it to heart? It sounds like you still, you still take it a little, yeah, I would like be a little quite protective yeah. of, yeah, 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 and like, and I'm somebody who who played in the Premiership, for example, and came home and played in tougher games here, you know, against it might be Cardiff at home or. Went Dragons away and, you know, played in tougher games than I had played in the Premiership and then opened the paper the next day to hear what the Irish journalists or maybe one or two Irish journalists thought of it and, and you know, how, how much they would have, you know, thought the game wasn't up to it. And I'm not sure what they're comparing it to, but the games I had played in previously where, you know, they'd almost be lamenting those type of games. They weren't as intense and they weren't as difficult. So I suppose from day one, I, I, I had a feeling that, Jeez, you never, you never, I never heard. That's the first time I've ever heard you say that. Well, yeah, the, absolutely. The yeah, element yeah. of and the it's just being undersold, you know. And I think we've had years of it being undersold. Like if you think of the amount of um, Irish teams that have won the Heineken Cup, for example, and yet you know, there'd be an assumption that our domestic league isn't, you know, isn't as good as another, which which would be it just doesn't add up, you know. And I think um, even when we were winning uh, those trophies. You know, they'd still be given out about about. There would still be one or two. In fairness, you know, I have to really say that it's only one or two. But um, I just think it's it's sometimes it's harder to acknowledge when something's going well than it is to um, just criticise well, and, and remain above it. One frustration you know? for the fans is that when you look at the Pro uh, Twelve Dream Team for last year, I think there was maybe eight or nine Irish representatives on it, but no frontline internationals because they don't they didn't play enough games to qualify for that's the Dream the big Team. Thing for that's me, yeah. I think that's maybe on where people come in with a bit of criticism for the league because at least in the Premiership. The, the marquee names are pretty much out there yeah. week in, week out. I suppose, though, what we are hearing, though, yeah, which is very does. interesting from from Owen's perspective, what's very interesting is is that he's saying that those games were still tougher than your 
kind of bog standards. Yeah. Is that is that what you kind of is that what I'm getting from yeah, you? It is. You're saying and, and, they're and, a little and bit you're right. There are there are look the latest seasons are on season. There's going to be games when when guys aren't playing, but you know you can then sit down and watch that game and and report on that game and immediately feel like, oh God, you know those three Irish internationals aren't playing. This is going to be you know this is going to be a game. Or you can sit down and back your rugby knowledge to actually look at the game and say, well, okay, that guy's not that guy's not playing here. And maybe he's actually going to be of less value going forward because this guy's delivered. Mm. And I've seen this young guy and I've seen X, Y, and Z and this young guy. And there's lots of stories there apart from who's not playing. And digging down and delivering those stories um, is, is another way of going about those, about, about, about the competition. You know, and I think I'd be happy to see more of that than... Um, it's kind of old news. Like, yes, it's a long season, and yes, guys won't be playing every week. But there's no point in 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 criticizing a game with 46,000 people go to and trying to ask people after the game was there enough intensity out there when you know 46,000 people have decided it's worth going to. I, you know, I just think it's um, it's yeah. Well, I completely agree with you on that one. Like, because I was yeah. I was. Well, in do the you same. feel like the league gets an unfair you know reputation? Uh, I, I, do you know what yeah, I do relative think? To, I, I, relative to the Premiership. He's asking me, Rezzer. Pipe down for a second. <laughs> oh, sorry. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> I'm only asking, I'm only asking. Um, no, I, I, do you know what I do think, though? And, and I think um, it, it is a really good point you make in terms of how you view the thing. And I hadn't really thought of it that way. Um, as per usual, I'm learning something from you. Um, but I think uh, what I would say is that I do think, there, like, for example, like a prime example of it for me, and we're talking about this Leinster-Munster fixture being a huge fixture, right? And, and I, I, is, I, I, I think it is, sorry, I was defending it last week myself. And I think what really took away, what really annoyed me last year was um, that the Leinster away game in Tomond, um at Christmas, I think it was the 26th or 27th. Yeah, Stephen said. And I just thought, there's no internationals for th- th- like for four weeks here. There's, you know, Champions Cup games in two weeks, three weeks. Like what's going on here? Why are like there's tw- there, how, how, was the, was it a packed Tomen Park? Yeah, it was. That's one of those there. ones where I can't I, I can't agree with you on. Like I want to see the two first teams going at each other, the two best selections going at each other. And I understand about reporting and being positive, and actually, I actually agree with you on that. But I have to say, well, if the league wants to move like, forward, like rather than like r- rather than us looking at. Um, you know, and I do think it was a really good idea, by the way, getting the South African teams. And I know logistically it's going to be challenging, but I think in the long term that's really exciting. And I think the guys in our league will it'll actually make us way better up here because we'll get to experience a bit of the kind of Southern Hemisphere kind of conditions um, and style of play down there. I think the young guys especially will really grow from that experience. I think that's going to be a great idea. They just need to get the you know they didn't have enough time to really market the thing well down there, um, and obviously they had to get it done quickly because I think the Kings were going to go bang if they didn't get it done straight away, but. Leaving that aside, the key thing for me with growing the league is I do I, I would like to see more of our frontline internationals playing. I do think that's what the Premiership over in the UK does a little bit better. But I do take your point about the reporting. I do think that could be you could you could look at that one of two ways. And I think there's been a decision from and I and, I, and I've got to say I'm probably in that that basket. Like you know, as in I'm probably over that line of thinking that and, and you're you know when you say that to me now I'm saying do you know what actually I'm not going to be like that anymore uh, I really am but what I would say is a big big fixtures I want to see the two you know first 15s against each other especially like I think you know 26,000 supporters in Town Park deserve to see you know a Leinster first team go out that day do you, would, do yeah, you think that's think, okay to say or do you think that's yeah, where, where, like, where do you I even think, stand on that one like so what I'm saying here is you know the more I look at it I, I don't think it is rife I think this is one or two are the, of the articles are one or two times when I think that you know it's just too much 
um, taking the easy option and saying the obvious thing, which is X, Y, and Z aren't playing this week. No one really cares about this fixture, et cetera, et cetera. Whereas, you know, Luke, you'd know from playing in those games that, you know, if you don't deliver that week as a player... but like you know we all have to play in those games if you don't deliver that week if you don't deliver that week no one says to you oh it's okay you didn't play well Luke um, because Sean O'Brien wasn't playing so you get another chance next next week so no pressure comes off any player playing in the game absolutely none so to say that that player is going to try less or have a less intensity just doesn't add up in my mind you know so my point is that yes there are going to be situations when people should say this game wasn't good enough and that guy didn't play well enough. That's not what I'm, that's not my argument. My argument is don't, people shouldn't go to it straight away for their first answer when they see guys aren't playing. They should scratch beneath the surface. They should look and see the game and judge it on its merits. And absolutely, if there's good stories there to say it and not use the uh, the opportunity to have a pop off some player policy or something else. Yeah. If the game is good and it was good and the lads weren't playing, fair enough, just tell them it was good. And uh, or just report that it was a good game, and you know you might build up a few guys on uh, that that well and come out of that game, and who knows what happens, you know, in terms of does that guy go on and challenge and ultimately get on ahead of a guy who's been rested? Um, you know, we both, Lukey, you know, there's times we don't want to be rested when you know the guy behind yeah. you, you know, the, the the media might know yet and the fans might know yet, but you know if this guy plays, I'm in trouble because he's that <laughs> yeah. good. So like you know. Do you think, um, you know, Sean O'Brien is rubbing his hands every week when he can't play at the moment, when he's watching the, the Leinster back row? Of course he's not. So there is that side of it as well um, that, that just, I'm just saying, there are times when we can be more positive about our league, more defensive about it, more prouder of it, prouder of our team, prouder of the kind of people we have involved in our teams. You know what I mean? You see Rob Andrew there having a big pop off Stuart Lancaster. You know, when you think about the coaches, he was a topic of our conversation earlier on. Actually. Yeah, <laughs> but you think about the coaches we yeah. have. You know, when you've got you've got Razzie or or uh, Leo or Stewart, and like less, I think it's safe yeah. to say you you could put you could put a, a lot of money on on them never um, releasing a book that that you know increases pressure on one of their former colleagues in a huge week of his career. For example, you know I think um, they've, yeah. you just got you know, very, very good people involved. And um, it's important to remember that. And and yes, there'll be times when you should be critical of them. But I think at the moment, we're probably a little bit too far, um, too far taking the easy option and and reporting the obvious as opposed to scratching the surface and looking for some, some good stuff. Yeah, and you obviously played in the Premiership with Wasps for many years. Um, and the Premiership, I guess, you know, they have a really good marketing team behind them because it's constantly pushed out as, you know, such a big league. And obviously the Champions Cup was divvied up differently based on the strength of the English teams and how much clout they have. Like, how would, would you say that league is, you know, maybe closer to the Pro 14 than maybe people give it credit for? Of course it is. I mean, just look at the European results. You know what I mean? Um, like, there's, 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 there's evidence there to, to, to show you that. Um, like Leinster rested against Bath two years ago in, 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 in the RDS. You know what I mean? Bath are still in the competition. And, um, and Leinster, you know, rested guys and had five new caps and went out and, and, and absolutely, um, you know, you know did a, played really well and won the game very, very well. So, like, that's the other thing is when guys aren't playing, when, the, when, when the international stars aren't playing in Ireland, it doesn't actually mean the guys playing are, aren't, very very good and very close to those guys already and potentially could over overtake them um whereas in the premiership that is definitely not the case and as well as that when you play every week you, your intensity levels just slowly slowly wander down um you know and you do enough to be Worcester away or whatever 
you know, and then you might play Gloucester at home the following week and you do enough to win. But those games are not like are a lot like some of the some of the Pro 14 games now. You know, you play Glasgow away or Scarlets away, and you know, I would think that the top three or four in 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 the Pro 14 now would would, would um you know would be there thereabouts about Saracens in, in the in the Premiership and. And I'd say that on a week-to-week basis, absolutely. There's no doubt in my mind, um, and I and I'm not sure that that's well reflected. Um, and you're right about the marketing team; they have a brilliant marketing team. Um, you know, and they've they've defended. I suppose they've they've defended their like you hear about the the players talking about how long their season is. The Premiership players are probably the most unhappy at the moment in terms of what they have to deliver. Um, now, I'm not saying we have a perfectly uh, right here, and I agree with Luke. There are times that I think, God, if only you know, this guy was playing this week or whatever. But I just think it's less than is reported. You know, I think we've a lot to be um, to be happy about. Um, and, you know, and are doing a lot right here. I guess maybe one of the issues is the, the weaker teams at the bottom end of the Pro 14 would probably be weaker than maybe the bottom end teams in the Premiership for the most part. Like, I think Sale came... I wouldn't oh, agree, I wouldn't agree with that. Though, Sale either, came you know. third last last season. Yeah. And, like, yeah, Treviso came third last last season. Year. Sorry? <laughs> Say they're a different team this year than last year, you know, and they've signed extremely well during the summer as well. So I, I wouldn't agree. Teams a bit better this year that, as well. I'd, I'd say there's some. Yeah, I, mean, I do like, think overall though, Reds are for the last bar like a London Welsh, um, who had an absolute abysmal year, kind of got beaten by. But like they were in week. the competition though. You know yeah, what no, I mean? Like no, they yeah, were yeah, there. You can't I, just say they weren't there. I, no, no, I'm not gonna say. But that was for one year, and they're back. Yeah. To, like as in, but yeah. the Italian teams are there every year, and I would say. For the most part, look, they look like they've made some improvements. Actually, by the way, uh, and yep. they've actually both had decent starts to the season. But I do think overall, those aside from them, I would say more often than not, I would say you know the, the standard is very similar. Like I would see, I think both leagues are very similar. I wouldn't say one is better than the other. Like I would say you probably have four or five teams that will compete to win, um, you know, the the Pro Fourteen. But you'll probably have four or five teams that could probably... I mean, Saracens do look very hard to beat, but Exeter still beat them last year, mm. you know? Um, and I think, you know, Leicester are a team that could win it. Um, I, I do think uh, if Bath got a few things right, they could win it. Um, you know, I think probably looking at... Uh, who else Who else have you got there? They're probably similar. Like, and, and, and sorry, the, 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 in contrast, I would say... Or sorry, it's for the exact same... In the exact same boat, like I think the, the Pro 14 is very similar in that way. Like you probably have four or five teams who could win it. And then you, I think you probably have for the other part, like you know, very similar. Like the guys below that it, middle ground. Bar it's the just Italian interesting teams, to similar. hear own defend the league because I think there is a percent. I know he said there's only one or two people who would say it, but for, for, in my experience, it's it's more widespread than that in terms of how people talk about the Pro 14. Uh, yeah, well, I think there's probably uh, like to to that point about the internationals. I think people probably aren't recognizing how close maybe some of the people that we that maybe aren't necessarily the frontliners at the moment are to, um, yeah, know, but the, the uh, first team, and maybe there's that, that there's a perceived drop off, like a very big perceived drop off from when the guys, the international guys, are playing. But possibly that isn't the case. And we saw a few of those guys play against Wasps last year, um, in the quarter final. I mean, like Dan Levy. You know, is a superb player, um, and he's probably not. He, like, he's probably not starting for Leinster, really. You know, if everyone's back, now he might be, but he might uh, probably not. One of the lesser known guys, but I thought he was the best guy in the pitch against Wasps. So, there's loads of examples like that where I think Owen's right, but I do think that, like the, the 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 fixture at Christmas last year was the one for me that I said that's not, that's not right. You know, and they need to sort that out. Yeah, I think that's, I they're, they're disappointing things. Like, um, you know, I've been down there on that team a few years, Lukey, and we've won. You know, and I think. You know the guys who played in that game and and managed to win that game against all those odds. You know those guys come through and end up, 
you know, if they're younger lads, they're the ones that actually end up coming through in a year or two and start playing for Ireland. You know, and I think yeah. that's another part of that story. You know, that if you go down there and you've left six lads at home, you end up getting beaten by 30 points. You know, then, OK, you probably found nobody that year. But the year you go down there and Gary Ringrose scores a try, you know, and, and lo and behold, we win the game. And a few years, a few months later, about a year later, he's the one playing for Ireland. And I think, you know, so those games are challenging. They're annoying for people who know that the international, the greatest international are playing. At the same time, there's guys playing. That, and if, if Munster win away to Leinster, or Leinster win away to Munster without their internationals playing, there's also another story about what's going on. You there know, there I think, absolutely um, is. Completely yeah, understand that. But if you're you paying know. 50 quid for your ticket, I think the majority of people would go, I'd actually like to see Johnny Sexton playing that one. I'd like to see Sean O'Brien playing that one. I'd like to see Peter Mann, wherever it is. Yeah, but they'll still come They'll still come next year. I can guarantee you that. They'll be still sold out. On, I on, don't know. On, I, think, Day, you know? I, I think you're probably giving too much credit to, like, no, maybe not too much credit, but I think you're maybe, like, not everyone, I don't think everyone would think the same as you on that one. I do think that's an idyllic situation. Is that, like, everyone is thinking well, I, positively yeah. about all those things, but I think you need to keep giving them something to come back to. And I do think, I, I understand you're saying they are giving them something, no, but I, I think, think people are point. still looking that, for, that's a fair point. Yeah. you know. I uh, think that's a fair point. Yeah, I think you do have to, you can't do that every week. I know, I understand. Um, I think that's a fair point. People do want to see, um, you know, their Irish international playing. Yeah, and I guess I, I saw Gordon Darcy make some interesting comments during the week about attending his kind of first Leinster match as a fan. I guess you've been out of the game for a while now. When, when a big European week comes up and you're kind of, I know you've been in the media talking about it, how do you kind of approach the weekend? Do you, do you, do you just, have you completely detached yourself from it now or do you still think about it quite a lot? Uh, yeah, I suppose I'd still be in touch with a good few of the lads so you kind of find yourself hoping that your mates do well I suppose that's probably one of the things I think helps if you because um, you've all these different approaches I think when you finish about the you know you get different advice on the best way to do it and some guys like to, to try and not engage and some guys like to um, I certainly took the view that if you know you know, if I stayed in contact with people and, and kept those relationships that I had when I was playing I didn't see any reason why why they had to all of a sudden fall off a cliff and then that would also lead me to be you know quite positive and hope they do well you know and I think same would be for coaches and stuff so I'd be excited this week I'd be looking forward to seeing um, my friends play and and, uh, and hopefully they'll do well you know I think that would be the overriding feeling and um, and I've been to a good few games myself and probably have had a different experience than, than Gordon um, so far with the ones I've been to um, but genuinely, generally it's, it's, it's been positive for me so far yeah, Luke, what was it like for you? Do you remember your first kind of Leinster Ireland game after you retired, what what your feelings were? I haven't gone as a supporter yet. <laughs> Only when you're getting paid. Oh, <laughs> sounds terrible, but yeah. Um, look, it, it's different for everyone. It's a, go- a really good point that, that um, I'm going to call own red and redzer if that's okay i just can't do it it's a great point redzer makes um i'm sure people would have got it got that but um uh, look it's different for different guys like you know as he said he stayed in contact with lots of the guys and was comfortable going down to the games and didn't feel as as gordon put i think was kind of he called i think it was an imposter imposter he called himself at the game he felt like a bit of an imposter at the games which i kind of thought was a bit unusual it's not how i felt at them uh, i felt a bit like the enemy actually um when i had the mic in the hand um <laughs> But look, it's it's. I would be more than happy to go down. I think you know any reception I've ever got at the RDS from from all the supporters and actually all the interactions outside of the RDS with supporters, because you meet them all the time, have all have all been really positive and. Uh, you know, it's the hardest thing for me is trying to, you know, get get myself back to that middle ground where I'm not too biased watching the games. But it is really hard, and I definitely have shown on a, on a few occasions when I've been either commentating or or, or as a pundit that I've I've been, 
you know, very positive um, towards Leinster. And I find that really hard not to be like that. Um, probably a big fault that I'm trying to work <laughs> out of my, of my commentary. But it, I, I would love to go down. Like, as in, if, you know, Reds, are you, Reds has brought the kids down a few, on a few occasions, haven't you? Yeah, I went... Um I went early on, and I went with my dad a good few times, I suppose, because he'd he'd um, gone he's through the mill in terms of, yeah, in terms of watching me play, and um, so that's been that's been good. And in some ways, I thought, you know, when you finish, like in rugby, you're constantly thinking, you're learning about like behaviours, and you know, we're having drilled into us what champions look like or how to live every day if you're if you're going to be, you know, European champion at the end of that year, and how to how to go about that. I think. Applying the same philosophy to life after rugby, to me, um, you know, being happy in in myself and 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 you know, being able to enjoy the rugby meant going to games, you know, up with my kids or whatever, and and um, you know, not ringing necessarily to get special seats or <laughs> up, you know, just, just I'm imagining you in the up, stand in a big king's chair. Just show up, uh, yeah, just show up and go, you know, yeah, and be yeah, anonymous yeah. and be be and, and get on with people not, you know, um noticing you and, 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 and be okay with that was, was kind of my aim. And um so I tried that a few weeks after starting, purely because it was something that I've learned playing, which was, you know, what you, like things you actually do, like the behaviors you do every day, can actually have a big impact on on how you approach in life. So, part of that for me was this is what people who who would be happy and wouldn't wouldn't have a hang about things. They would go to a game and they would sit in the stand and they'd have no no worries about it and they'd support their team. Um, so I went and tried it. Uh, listen, last bit. I know you're you're shooting off there. It sounds like you've got uh, you're you're busy there. Um, we've kept you for Asia. Thanks a million, by the way, for coming on. But like, how have you found the transition? Just use all the good stuff. We're going to use all the good anything. stuff. Me babbling around yeah. here trying to find some food at the same time. I'll, I'll try and uh, <laughs> I'll try and cut that out. I'll get Will to cut it out. But look, quick, quick one for you. How have you found the transition from like changing room into into work? place um i know you're in a fairly yeah. exciting spot are you, are you enjoying that in in, in yeah, Are we yeah, talk about that? Fine. it's been fine yeah i am um, it's probably not a short piece though so i'm not sure if you do it another <laughs> night but uh as just no, a short overall, short chart but enjoying it enjoying working with like yeah, different different it, environments enjoyed enjoying the transition so far yeah um you know good good work with good people who are you know um i suppose care about what they do but have a good laugh at the same time and it's you know, a lot of similarities. They actually, you know, have. They talk about values just like we would have as well, and and um, you know, put a lot of emphasis on. You know, yes, taking work seriously, but also not not taking ourselves seriously and having a bit of crack. You know, so I think that probably suits well, given given the background you and I had. Yeah. Um, and one you know, thing. And sure that, sorry to interrupt you. Go on. Sorry. No, no, keep going. I was going to say w- on. W- one thing that you kind of like the, the the thing you value the most in terms of a skill that you've brought from the rugby environment into into kind of a business environment. Hard to pick one, um, but if you if you can pick one, I think one. it's just about being, I suppose, undaunted by by tough days would be would be the thing I I would I would um, you know, have rely on the most. I think you know, as in, you know, yes, this is where I am right now. I don't know how to do this task that's in front of me, but. You know, I've been in plenty of places before where I'm not sure how I'm, how I'm going to go forward from from whatever point I've been at, and just thinking, right, you know, all you need is a is to know where you are now, know where you know what you'd like to do, or the thing, you, the task you'd like to do, or whatever it is, 
and then you just, I suppose, start planning for it. Thanks for joining us. Come on, lads. That's all we have time for in this episode of The Left Wing. Join me and Luke later in the week where we'll be looking ahead to this weekend's Champions Cup games. And in the meantime, if you'd like to subscribe to us, you can get us on iTunes, SoundCloud or independent.ie. So until next time, thanks for listening and goodbye.